passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Fitzy. No! Berg, as Liz Lemon used to say. Yarg! Yeah! The Red Sox were so close all weekend long. Sunday's 4-3 loss and extra, extra innings in San Francisco. The latest pain in what has been such a up and down, at times rewarding, intermittently frustrating season for the Red Sox. And while you may say, as the diehard, loyal, Fenway faithful that you are, you may say, well, so it goes on the road. So it goes against a team that you are very much equal to in the San Francisco Giants. Veritably the same record. Hell, the Giants and the Red Sox are so similar, they even have the same family broadcasting their games on the radio. They have brothers, the Fleming brothers, who even did a broadcast crossover on Sunday. What a sweet moment that was for everybody who romances America's pastime. Sox win one on Friday night by a run. They lose one on Saturday night on the ninth inning walk-off that Kenley Jansen gives up on the first pitch. Sunday, they take it to extra innings they lose 4-3. Chris Martin gets the L. But it's a team-wide loss. And you may be thinking, well, considering that they went out west and they weren't able to score enough runs and that it was basically a pitcher's duel all weekend long, you'd like the Red Sox to maybe pick up a little offense. Offense isn't the issue for this team, though, as Boston Sports Gordo pointed out on Sunday, when this Red Sox lineup goes cold, they go not just cold. That's right. They go ice cold, Andre 3000 style. Whew, man, when they can't hit, they cannot hit. Time and again on Sunday, they had opportunity galore to come through in the clutch, and they were not able to. But it might have to be a bat that they're going to have to get because most of the good pitching, or at least the available pitching that we thought would be on the market, is gone now. And that's what we're here to discuss for Monday morning, July 31st, the day before the trade deadline on breaking Boston. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, but I'm also a little frustrated. Your old pal, Nick Fitzy Stevens, alongside producer extraordinaire and diehard Sox fan, Koopa Leonard. Oh, hey, how you doing? Dude, that just, I mean, it's good. Dude, it's good baseball. I get it. It hurts. It hurts. Great baseball. It's great theater. Everyone was entertained. All 29 innings, all from Friday night, way out west at what used to be called Pac Bell or AT&T or whatever the hell they call it now. Oracle now? Uh, all or no. Innings, not Oracle. Were they, what's that? What do they call it now? 
I it might be Oracle. I think Oracle just owns everything in San Francisco now. I'm pretty sure Oracle kind of if if it's not previously owned by Alphabet or Microsoft, then it ha it must be owned by Oracle. Or maybe they yeah. own the basketball arena where the Warriors play too. Well, no, because uh, that's gone. That's be that no longer Oracle. Whatever, but yeah, uh, some somebody with a lot more money than us than the two of us. Uh, although you know, <laughs> with breaking Boston doing what it's doing, hey, watch out, hey. everybody. Uh, it's only time. Twenty nine innings of good baseball. That's great. Yeah, great. Twenty nine innings of great baseball, entertaining. Hey, sometimes that's how it goes. The other team gets one by you. And again, like I said, these two teams are ultimately similar. Although maybe the Giants with home field advantage, managing their park. The Sox uh, offense obviously going cold. Sox off. Sox have better offense. Giants have a little bit better pitching. But you know. That's that's just the nature of the game. This is the way these things are, are going to go. And you got to come through in the clutch if you need a big win. But the reason why this one hurts so much is because every last little win or loss right now, coming off of the heater that they were on, coming off of the All-Star break, winning two against Atlanta, and then winning a couple, two out of three against the Mets, and then the first game of the series, every last little win is that extra little something that may just push the Sox toward and Heimblum and ownership towards saying, okay, let's take on some salary. Let's go find another pitcher because this was another opener style, style game. They only have really, still only have two dependable starters. I know Chris Sale is scheduled back for, correct me if I'm wrong, Coop, the Tigers series this week? Uh, Potentially correct there. I His like, kind of like timeline back, has always been, this... exactly. They want to have him do another rehab start. Yeah. So he, he threw on Friday. I believe 30 pitches mm -hmm. in a simulated game at Worcester. Uh, they want to get him a start right. in a AAA uh, Woo Sox mm -hmm. before they bring him up. But you're also dealing with the logistics right. of sending him. Nail down the TVs yeah. out there in, in Worcester, yeah. guys. It's just like they, they're in such a time crunch right now because it is that time of the season. And you bring up like how yeah, much it sucks. Everyone has to be expedited. Like, Yep. If Trevor Story's like, I could use a, hey, Skip, I could use 10 more swings. Sorry. No. no yeah, I mean, I they could have used them this you, weekend. That, the, the big club needs you. And, and, like, that's the thing is you look at what happened with yesterday's game on Sunday, and the issue is defense. The, the pitching, yep. it was an opener situation, but they were able to get the job done, and what ended up hurting them was just that one error that cost sure. them that run. That could have been, you know, they don't get that run in the ninth inning, or they well, do I get mean, that run in the ninth I'm inning. Cooped. They win the game, and Trevor Story can help patch that up. The, uh, like, the thing is, you know, the offense is, is gonna, the, the offense is going to ebb and flow. It's going to get hot for a while, but we the one constant we can depend on, the one constant we can depend on with this team is that the defense is always going to come around to bite them in the ass. And if they miss the postseason, ultimately, if there's any one thing, I don't think you're going to point to ownership not ponying up. I don't think you're going to point to Hein Bloom not making the right moves because. He's actually been receiving his props and hip-hops. There have been adulations. There have even almost been roses thrown at the doorstep and feet of Heim Bloom recently for the acquisitions he's made because of the way the team is playing. The defense is what ultimately is going to be their undoing. And Trevor Story is going to be able to shore some of that up and any of their pitching woes, but should should be should be solved by how coming back, hopefully, Whitlock coming back, hopefully. And Chris Sale coming back after another rehab start, but it, oh, dude, talk about Whitlock. Not to, to cut you off there. Incredible quote today from Worcester, where they asked him what if 
He expects to be in the bullpen if he's going to be happy with the bullpen, whether he wants to be a starter. Yeah. And he just goes, hell, I'll just be the janitor if that's what they need me to do to help this team win. Ah, good. That is the, that is the stuff you need. Deck approach. Yes. It, but like the thing is now, an and we talk about Heim Bloom, approach. and Bradfield reported this out today during uh, his Sunday uh, soiree with radio in that Heim Bloom has been receiving offers for Paxton, which kind of came off of a rocky start, his last mm-hmm. start, which maybe could be his last Red Sox start. But Heim Bloom responded that they are going to be aggressive with what they want. And I think that's a lesson learned from last year. And it's another reason to give Heim Bloom some, some credit, some leeway. And what might happen in these next 48 hours when the deadline closes Tuesday at one o'clock. So it's, it, they've got a late game. They've got a late game against Seattle tomorrow uh, or today. It's, on Monday. Uh, it's six o'clock on Tuesday. Six. Right. Yeah. Oh, cause they changed. Uh, That's part I, of the new I change. The, I think the quote was something along the lines. I think it's six. Yeah. I think, I think what uh, Bloom said was he was going to have to be, they'd have to be either overwhelmed or blown away. Exactly. And while I think people may nibble at the bait of James Paxton being semi-available, it's more along the lines of I think the Red Sox will be happy to hold on to him. Here's the thing. In light of the moves that were made this weekend by a couple of contenders, legitimate contenders, and we've been talking about the Red Sox being not only just a legitimate playoff contender, but a World Series contender. Hell, over the weekend on the Fitzing Hart Show on WEI, we asked the question, who did you think outside of the Celtics? was likely to be the greatest championship contender or at least playoff contender in Boston. And overwhelmingly, the audience responded, the Red Sox. Problem is, even though the opener-style approach has been doing so well with your Winkowskis and your Cutter Crawfords and your Chris Murphys at all, eventually that's going to also, just like the defense, come around to bite you in the ass or be your undoing again. If they need a starter or if they want to get another power arm for the bullpen to help on weekends when they have close games... Kenley Jansen gets pitched out on Friday, comes in Saturday, gives up the losing ding-dong on the first pitch in the ninth inning. Chris Martin gives up a long Johnson on Friday night, hesitant to use him on Saturday. I kind of wish they did because I thought he'd have a bounce-back appearance. Lo and behold, he has a bounce-back on Sunday for at least the first inning, but in the end, he, he gets the L, which is unfortunate. A lot of the available pitching, this is what we need to get to, a lot of the available pitching that we'd heard that would be on the market is now off the market. <clears throat> and it's two teams in the AL that were most aggressive, one of which, in my estimation, just won the weekend and, you know, short of every pitcher that they traded for arriving, crapping the bed and falling apart uh, like a bad SpaceX rocket. This puts the Texas Rangers in pole position, in my mind, to be the, to be the front runner and the favorite in the American League. So first trade made, there was some doubt if it was going to go through or not. A lot of financials were involved, but ultimately Max Scherzer is now traded like he's been in recent year uh, when he was uh, traded from the Nationals to the Dodgers, and then he ultimately signs with the Mets. Now he's traded from the Metropolitans to the Texas Rangers uh, in exchange for Luis Angel, Luis Franco, Luis uh, Luis Hernandez, Angel. Uh, Luis, Luis Angel, Angel thank Acuna. you. Luis, Luis Angel Acuna, the brother of Ronald Acuna, the great player for the Atlanta Braves, a vaunted prospect. Hopefully he's going to be worth something because the Mets will have paid somewhere in the neighborhood of about $90 million for Max Scherzer to pitch to over a four ERA at, uh, I used to call it Shea, now it's called City Field in Queens. Uh, Interesting distinction. So now Scherzer goes to Texas. Watch, he'll have another one of his Max Scherzer bounce backs. He'll be great the rest of this season. 
then he'll stink next year. He's got a $45 million player option for 2024. Gee whiz. I wonder if he's going to pick. Here's the thing. He's getting paid. He's the first pitcher ever, I believe, to get paid $15 million by in the same season by three teams. Because if I'm not mistaken, there's some kicker from the Nationals or the Dodgers, the Nationals that's that's in this season. Nationals. The Nationals still owe him money, and the Mets still owe him money, and I think it's like 20 or $22 million that the Rangers have to pick up the rest of the way, to which I say, have, have fun, and also must be nice to have yeah. three people paying you $15 million to make a pennant run in Arlington, Texas. Must be nice. That's so the American the Rangers, dream right there. Uh, that literally is the American dream. God, is that guy rich. And he's got a World Series ring. And he's just now become the town bicycle, if you will, of, you know, hard-throwing, right-handed, playoff, workhorse dog-type starters. That's great. I think he's going to join Evaldi in the rotation. He's going to uh, watch. He'll end up having, like I said, another micro-renaissance for the Rangers. I think it's a good move. It's a lot of money, and they give up a big prospect in the process. But they weren't done. Oh, wait, there's more. TV infomercial style. Then the Rangers go out and absolutely just crush a deal from another one of the NL teams that's at mid-fire sale. And they get Jordan Montgomery, one of the starters that the Red Sox had been linked to. Lefty Jordan Montgomery, who was 6-9 and nine to about a 3.5 ERA. Not bad. I mean, National League stats are the same now as American League stats, basically, because everyone has a designated hitter. Now they throw him in the rotation as well. He becomes a back end of the rotation arm. And they don't even give up that much in the process. The Rangers are just flat out pot committed, all in, going for it. Like I said, I this this makes the Rangers, to me, the prohibitive favorite in the American League. And then on top of it all, so they're not a team that the Red Sox are chasing for the wild card. The Red Sox are chasing a couple of teams for the wild card, including all the basically every team in the American League East, like the Rays, like the Yankees. And like the Blue Jays, who also jump in on the St. Louis Cardinals fire sale and get flame-throwing righty reliever Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks has been throwing absolute gas since apparently he moved his uh, moved his delivery over to the left side of the mound a couple weeks ago. He was a setup guy who got moved to the closer role. Now he gets moved from St. Louis. They're kind of dumping out on the season. And he goes to the Blue Jays. And Coop, you can't help but think if they pick up another power arm like that, to shore up their bullpen when the offense hasn't been carrying them the way most of us thought they would this season in Toronto, that's a plus one for them. There are a couple of games in front of the Red Sox. The Sox have been nipping at their heels for a long time. And I know the Sox are 6-0, and I want to say. I didn't, I didn't check the stats. 7-0. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, glad we have a stats and info research department here. 7-0 uh, uh, this season, but that's a big add for them as well. Again, advantage Blue Jays. Advantage Rangers. So now you see two teams ahead of the Sox, one a division leader, another team competing for a wild card. What's left for the Red Sox to go after? And are they going to see most of the available arms off the market? And and could this weekend, unfortunately, tilt the balance towards maybe selling more than buying when we've all been thinking after the last couple of weeks that the, the run the Sox had been on would have led them to buy? I mean, it... It is the scary kind of reality that they're facing right now. I mean, the real competition is the Yankees and the Blue Jays in the division right now. Correct. There's no way that they're going to chase the bir uh, the birds and the rays right now. 
because Baltimore is just playing out of their minds. They're leading the MLB. They're leading the AL. Well, not so much with Mm -hmm. the Rangers now in town, but their competition is in the wild card and it's going to be Houston. It's going to be the Blue Jays and it's going to be the Yankees coming down. So it's kind of, you need to start competing with the arms that they're going to be going after because those are teams that are also not going to overcommit the way that the Rangers and the Rays and the uh, Orioles might be doing. So it's kind of, you need to act quick and you need to act on like whether you want to really shape up for the playoffs and try and do a push. Or if you do kind of want to relax yourself and make sure that 2024, 2025 isn't getting lost in the sauce. Correct. And, and the, and also further exacerbating the situation would be what happened last week, which we talked a couple of days ago about on breaking Boston at the tail end of last week, the angels are all in too, because they, they're going to like, they're holding on to Otani. In all likelihood, unless they make the postseason and unless they go on a big postseason run that adds to his comfort and convinces him that he needs to stay out by the other Disney park. They got Lucas Giolito and a reliever in the great White Sox fire sale of the summer of 2023. Where were you when that happened? And they're going to have no prospects left. They might lose Otani. They might lose Giolito in the offseason. That's not a discussion for the here and the now. That's that's for later and, and further down the road. So the Angels are all in. The Blue Jays are making moves. The Rangers have snapped up two of the better available starters. There may not be that much left, save Erod, who we mentioned last week on the pod for the Red Sox. Now I've gone from they're definitely going to sell to it's time to bye-bye Heim, not bye-bye Heim, to you're right. They might actually just make some small moves and just tell the guys in the clubhouse, hey, we believe in you. We've gotten this far. We've been this close. We've been tied for the wild card, a game out, two games out. Let the other teams spend. We're building for a long, bright, sustainable future, and we believe in you guys vis-a-vis. We're not really sure we're going to be able to catch these guys, but go out in there, go out there and give it nine innings in the best you can, you guys. Now you I'm know starting what? to think it, it's trending that way. That's what everyone was afraid would happen because that's exactly what happened last year. We were banking on guys coming back from the IL and kind of jumping into that role. But the difference with this year is that they were losing at that point in the season when they got to the deadline, they were kind of floundering around. And I know we just kicked this off by, you know, saying our prayers and our thoughts, sending Mm -hmm. them off to San Francisco because of what just happened this series, but they just came off of really whooping on the, the Braves. The Giants really are, they kind of are a better team on paper than the Red Sox. So a little spoonful of sugar with this, they are competing and they just came off of one of the hottest Julys that they've had since 2018. Yeah, they still have the best record since the end of June in baseball. And there's no reason just because they lose a series where they only score nine runs and the other team scores 10, uh, the other team, wait. The Red Sox scored over the way three, two, three, two. They scored eight runs. The other team scored 10. It was an incredibly, incredibly close weekend. It was a minus one run differential for the weekend. Yeah, it was a minus. It was 10, nine, a minus one run differential. Like they played their asses off just again, bad defense, but that's going to be their undoing. And they're going to have to try to find a way to outthink pitch and hit around their crap defense the rest of the way, if they're going to stick in it. So, I only hope, and I'll leave us on this, I only hope that losing that series this weekend does not ebb or erode at the confidence of management, the team, ownership, Alex Cora, et cetera. I certainly know it wouldn't with Alex Cora. He'd probably tell you right now if he could jump on that he would say that was great. You know, yesterday was great baseball, and I'm proud of the way the guys played, and we got another chance right now to get right after it. 
Sox, of course, believe it's a 940 start tonight from uh, Seattle. Correct. T-Mobile. From from T-Mobile, baby. Tell the kids in the outfield to watch out because I expect the Sox to, Sox to be ripping some liners and dingers out there like it was the home run derby. They got a chance to pick up a couple this week. Seattle's no pushover, not exactly the Sox as well. It was a great weekend series, but the headline, the takeaway is a lot of the available pitching, people you would hope the Red Sox would have gotten after, have been taken up. They were sopped up by the Rangers. Hicks goes to the Blue Jays. Giolito, a reliever from Chicago to the Angels. There's not much left for the Red Sox, but maybe we just have to hope the internal fortification of the Whitlocks and the Hawks and the stories making it back get the job done for them. What do you think, Sox fans? What do you think, Fenway faithful? Do they have enough internally? Will Bloom make a deal by Tuesday at 6 p.m.? Or will and will that deal be to bring people in as opposed to shipping talent out and giving up or seeding the season to some of the other teams that have making moves? Give us a shout if you get a chance. He's at Coop underscore Leon. Of course, baseball is not boring. I'm at Fitzy GFY. This is Breaking Boston for the final day of July, Monday, July 31st. 2023 i'll be on the rich keith show tonight from 6 to 8 30 talking red sox patriots and so much more the deadline tomorrow make sure you stay tuned on tuesday august 1st all the way through 6a to 6p to weei and so much more thanks for listening everybody have a great monday and as always go Sox. yo trey kevin what's up man you know i've been thinking what would have happened if the nba never vetoes the chris paul trade to the lakers and we get cp3 in the same backcourt as kobe in la well you get a very happy jack nicholson for sure and the lakers probably win a bunch more championships cp3 finally gets a ring or two or three and the kardashian empire is forever altered what did you just say hey everybody i'm trey wingo and i'm kevin frazier and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from wondery alternate routes as former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus